Hello and welcome to The Aside, a podcast for drama teachers and students. I'm Nick Waxman and today we are going to be giving you one of 50 Mama interviews. These interviews have been conducted by Drama Victoria over the last two years to celebrate their 50th birthday. These 50 interviews are 50 conversations with 50 legends of the Victoria drama teaching game. So sit back, relax and enjoy a slightly longer than usual version of The Aside. Please note that the audio quality varies depending on where the interview was recorded. This is interview number 45 in Mama Project, the archives, and I'd like to introduce Jane Bird to the camera and to anyone watching. So Jane, question one, how, when and why did you become involved in drama education? Well, it was by accident. (laughs) because it wasn't that I didn't love sort of the little elements of performing or dramatic things when I was younger, I absolutely did, but I certainly didn't go to a school where they had drama um, or even a theatre program. I think the, you know, first performance I can remember was with the Brownies. Oh. Yeah, but, um, you know, there was bits and pieces growing up, but it was pretty thin. And I remember they, you know, a girl in that time that could do, was reasonably academic, they pushed us if you could do science towards science. Mm. So I ended up going and doing um, behavioural psychology. Mm-hmm. Well, I lasted about 10 minutes. <laughs> you know, when the first rat ran up my leg, and blah, blah, blah. so I was in this moment of crisis, and I thought, all right, I've gone down the path that I should go. Now, what do I actually like? So I did a year of there and studied the most awful things. And I thought, oh, I love dancing. So I applied to do dancing at Rusden. Now, no one had told me that perhaps I should have studied dance to apply for dancing, because you had to audition. I was about to ask, had you danced as a young child? I had done some creative movement classes. So that's probably where I got my love of, of, of drama from, was these beautiful little old students friend of my mum's used to run in her back garden and we'd go and put leotards on and run around and just move and do little stories. So you can imagine my skill. And anyway, I arrived at Rolston for the audition and they said, oh, you've missed it. You've come on the wrong day. So I said, I was just completely devastated because I did not want to go back to Rats and Stats. And I said, oh, and they let me audition for drama. How extraordinary. Because I think I put down dance and drama. So they said, that's okay. You can audition for the drama component and that's on today. So I went into the audition and got into that and then that was my journey forward. How serendipitous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I think when I looked at it, I thought, I don't want to do double dance. I've tried that thing, drama, or haven't done anything much, but I could... I thought if I... I think the biggest dancing I've done was mostly in nightclubs. So there you go. That's how deluded I was. <laughs> There's a reveal. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's completely deluded. And so, from then on, talk to us a little bit more about your career beyond, you know, your... 
that beyond university. Well, yeah, I think... introduction to drama? Yeah, yeah, rugged introduction. I mean, I do think that through my, you know, younger years I had done and, you know, I've done great impersonations of teachers and done all of those, you know, done a few things, but not a lot. It was, the course was was great. I actually did half of it at Rusden and half of it at, at, at Melbourne State College. Okay. And that really opened up everything for me. Um, however, once I'd finished that, I travelled. And rather than um, go straight into teaching. And when I got to London, I worked out that you could do drama course subjects if you lived in the, I think this sort of particular part of London that was inner city. So I signed up for all of these acting, drama, you know, understanding, you know, English theatre class. And that really topped up everything that I felt, you know, like in a way that it really positioned me a lot better, gave me a lot of confidence. Yeah. I remember going to the um, Samuel French's bookshop there and, you know, all of what I'd done in my drama, because it all started to come together. So when I stopped travelling, I went, came home and, and, and landed and looked around for some teaching jobs and a girlfriend of mine was um, not, she was teaching with adult migrants and anyway, I did a bit of that where I worked with migrants and they gave me the new arrivals. Oh, and right. so I just, they didn't have any English, they were off Vietnamese boat people, la 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 la. Yep. And I then just used all my drama skills and I loved it. So I was going from housing commission flats to housing commission flats and they always put me on the new arrivals because I just did lots of drama with them and it was fantastic. So you were using role play just you, and improvisation? Yeah, yeah, and just, just stuff that we could laugh, just get them out of their chairs, stop being scared. These traumatic adults, traumatised adults, mm. like we had a ball. And then I applied for a, an ongoing position doing it. I thought, oh, I really love this, it's meaningful. And it went into the system and there was a drama job going at a high school and that came up because of my qualifications. And I got a call from the department. So again, oh. it wasn't like I was on this trajectory. Another sort of left field thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I then... Um, said, well, give me the weekend. And I saw a girlfriend and, and said to her, I think you teach at this school. What's it like? And it was a school called Art of Windsor. Oh, yes. And it was a really um, alternative high school, very low um, you know, privileged children. It was, it was had big student risk program. And I spoke to her by the Monday morning. I said, yes, I'm so I just completely, after talking to her, I realised that even though I was doing this other work that was meaningful, it was a stepping stone back to where I, you know, I just, after talking to her, I thought, I can do both. Yes. So I went there and I stepped in, literally the first class that I took there, it, the, the children were out of control and I had this overwhelming feeling of, no, no, this is really corny. Oh, oh my God, I'm home. <laughs> you know, I knew that's where I needed to be. Yeah. And that's where my career really started. And the, that year was the hardest teaching year of my life. And I think I had three years there before the state government closed it down. I remember that um, area closing, that school closing. Yeah, the Kenner yeah, yeah. Kenna government closed it. And it was insanely meaningful and everything I think I'd sort of done previously what I wanted to do 
And fortunately, I think for me, with the, my background, I, you know, there was no parents, there was no expectations. So everything I did, the school just embraced. Mm -hmm. So I could do these alternative versions of Alice in Wonderland. And yeah. I could do it. I found my way in this alternative school that suited the children who were, you know, their lives were so unreliable. Yes. That yeah. A lot of yeah, challenges. Yeah. And, and also, I got thrown into senior English and senior drama, and I don't think I ever stopped teaching senior English and senior drama from that moment on. But they were, I was, actually, might have been there long, but it was very, very happy years. And then I went on to, um, I had some time at Melbourne Girls Grammar. So when mm -hmm. the school closed down, they poached me over there. And I taught there and I loved it, but it wasn't for me. And I needed to go back to the state system. You, you prefer living dangerously, Jane. I just think why I went into teaching was a little bit more multi-layered at that point mm -hmm. in my life as a young person. I knew I had energy at that time. Mm -hmm. I knew it. And I thought, I need to go back and teach where there needs to be. You need lots of energy. Yeah, you're sort of like a red adair of drama. You're yeah. going in with yeah, all yeah, those yeah. challenges and yeah. taking them on head yeah. on. Yeah. And then, and ironically, when I got to, I got then I moved on to Swinburne Secondary College, and when I got there, they said in the interview, "Do you think you'd be able to take a dance class?" And because I wanted the job so much, I said yes. And it was again my second moment of being a fraud as a dancer. That's okay. I've so, just seen the Edith Head exhibition and she submitted someone else's folio to get her first job as a designer. Yeah. Because she couldn't draw. Well, so, you know, sometimes a little bit of magical thinking, a little bit of massaging. Well, it was for one year. It's worthwhile. And I thought if it means I have, can get this job, I'll just do it. Yeah. For the one year, because the um, dance teacher was on maternity leave anyway. Like, it was just hilarious. <laughs> the students, they got. I got them all through. I was really good at following curriculum, and I just got them to help me do the dance, and I got guests, people in it. You, know what, you, you know what you're doing. Well, you know, just but it, it was then really Mark, Bailey, and I yeah. just worked together then, and that's, you know, where... I'd already, I'd already, I think I've maybe really started to get into Drama Victoria, started to get into the community a lot mm. more, mm. Um, and I introduced Mark Bailey. I said, Mark, you, he was, I said, you need to come and be part of Drama Victoria. You really need. He's got a wonderful brain, Mark. And it was, because he was, he didn't even, he wasn't even a member. Yeah. And I arrived at the school and I said, we worked together and I said, oh, we are at a loss. So I got him there and then all of his involvement, that's just the future. Again. Yeah, yeah. So I, that's one of the things I'm proud of yeah. is I got him involved there. But we worked alongside, like there's a drama teacher and theatre teacher, so that was that was great. Yeah, it's a, it's a very, very interesting environment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk to Mark about it often. Now, speaking about, you were saying how wonderful, you're very proud of um, putting Mark front and centre. Um, other highs and lows, Jane, over the course of your career? Right. Um, well, I think highs and lows. 
Well, I suppose the fact that I've been teaching in tertiary now for nearly 15 years is a whole other thing. And that's that's been, you know, that sort of idea of teaching the teacher mm-hmm. has been, like, incredible. And out of that, I also have the opportunities to do research and get my PhD and use drama pedagogies and methodologies mm. to do that. So it, I can't sit here and not say my PhD wasn't hard. I bet it would Just be. to be, to get there and, you know, the hard work both in the practice and drawing on all that I'd done mm-hmm. beforehand. So that was a, a major high. Um, I think one of the, a moment early on was when I did, this is one of the first plays I did at Argoc Windsor, where, you know, getting these kids together and one kid had had a mental breakdown in the middle of the developing the production and, and you know, we were rehearsing the scenes with the hook, you know, the, 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 the you know, the, the, big, the big pipe. Oh, the, the caterpillar, the hooker. The hooker, yeah. yeah and I'd have to go and check it every time to see that there was marijuana. <laughs> you know, the kids were, like, a lot to cope with. Anyway, we did all this great work and the, the, the woodwork guy joined us and the, 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 the design, um, graphic design woman was doing these beautiful hand-painted slides for it. We really did this beautiful production. We had no money. With the little money, we went to that recycling place you could go to, I think, in... Yes, the one that closed down. Yeah, and we got so good. a few bags of cut-offs for nothing. And this boy got them and he made these amazing outfits that looked like Jean-Paul Gaultier, seriously, you know, esque for the White Queen and Red Queen. And, you know, I had, he was, he was the Red Queen and he was out and we had quite a few boys that were out, is in, um, with their sexual identity and um, being homosexuals and, and, um, and, you know, this production was pretty amazing so this was and it was all of that was great and for all the future productions I did I felt that feeling of working hard and trying to achieve artistic best but the highlight for me was when I turned around and there was this group of parents we didn't have a lot of parents at that school Mm -hmm. walking in and I was in the little bar box and I realized it was my Red Queen's father Uh and my stomach just went and thought I didn't even think about how they might react yes. to this wildly, you know, not wildly, but these very camp yes. characters, dragon and this. And anyway, I thought too late now, and I was sort of shaking it a bit. Thought, well, we just have to get on because we need. We wouldn't have got a production if we hadn't gone with the students as well. Mm-hmm. And then he, there was the first scene or song or something we did and the applaud went up and I saw the father and all his friends and the family cheering and clapping yes. and I just the tears oh, and I and, and seriously that's an example for me of a real highlight so yes. even though I said that first one I sort of said it and went yeah but that sort of moment you know those mm. moments yeah we all have incredible. those moments yeah. but that was like I was and it taught me to just, you know, integrity, keep going, do what you think is good work to your best and mostly for the kids. Mm, mm, so that's, that's yeah, something. Yeah. 
And I to think it's of such alone. a privilege, isn't it? No, mm. alone. After um, that, yeah. Um, alone. Oh, look. You know, just perhaps. You know, the kids that, the kids that. You didn't get to. You can't reach. Yeah, didn't yeah. you know? I remember this boy who was an extraordinary performer at Swinburne, and he—I didn't know how to get him to perform solo. I did, could not get him to perform solo in any way. He was a dancer, and he was in drama. I wasn't doing the dancing. Thank God. <laughs> dancing. I done my one year and exited. Never gone back. Just to the, just to parties. Anyway. He, um, you know, I think I let him manipulate me with his friendliness and his things. I think I wasn't like that position of, oh, I need to be his friend rather than his teacher. But I think that part of me, that, that one where you want to be the human, where you're saying, it's okay, mm. it's okay. Now, I don't know whether I would have ever got it, but... He had never performed it before we got to his performance, his solo performance. Yes, yes. And, I mean, we did something where he got, managed to get an S. But, I mean, he didn't get, he should have, he should have been able to fly. I mean, I saw him later in life and I saw him doing work in fashion. But that's a real, like, that, that's, that's an example of that moment where you're going, you know, just got to find the right strategies. You've just got to work yes. out how to try to how to do it. But it's around. interesting. You're not the first interviewee to talk about how a low moment has actually informed your practice. Oh, yeah. Influenced your practice in some positive way. And I also think that the low moment. And a lot of people like you have also had to search quite deeply before they present a low moment. And I think that also talks about the resilience of teachers in this particular subject area. Resilience and persistence, you know, yeah. quite resilient people. I did have one quick other example of a low moment. Yeah. Was when I was first teaching at, at Ardock and there was the year eight class and at that stage, they were sending, boy, there was a, a, a small school over in Caulfield. These are the Caulfield race course. There, there's a high school there. I've forgotten its name, but it was right beside it. It was like a, a unit for, for kids coming out of detention or, oh, you know, like, okay. you know yeah. they, they were, you know, if they went this way, they might go back to school. They went this way, they're going to go back into, into mm -hmm. some sort of incarceration. They seem to come into the stream, straight into that year eight class. So there I am, and they were in this portable mm -hmm. course. I taught in portable. Mm, drum was years. always in a portable. And I, Back in they, the were, they were jumping out of the windows. It's not saying they were hanging from the rafters. They were using the rafters to hang and swing out the windows. And I... It was, wasn't, that wasn't the low moment. It was like, right, 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 you know, tried to get them all in. It was the six months then of trying to teach them 
where and I think I'd had a, you know I'd had a few weeks of going right right I'm a disaster I'm a disaster I'm a disaster oh. I'm a disaster it was chaos and then one day I said okay everyone sit down and I got them all sit down I must have I probably lost it you know probably using my voice and lost it and we you've got to sit made them all sit on their own I wouldn't let one of them move and I remember there was something I was sitting on the ground like it was like a little rostra and I was sitting there and anyone oh, don't you move don't you move and I thought and, you know this other part of me going yeah and what now and what now? and what now <laughs> and I wouldn't let them move because I I had no more skills in my bag you're out. I was out. I'm and done. I can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And eventually I moved on to radio plays. By the end of the year, they were doing a puppet show. Yes. But it was slowly from that moment onwards. It was such a low moment. But yeah, that, that, that set up my whole teaching career, actually. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It informs yeah, you. Yeah. Those moments are important, yeah. aren't they? It's often the yeah. failures. From the failures come successes. Yeah. Um, who, some of the mentors and collaborators, you've talked about Mark Bailey, you've talked about other people, other collaborators okay. and mentors. Two big ones, Kate Donnellan. Yes. So Kate Donnellan's been a huge figure in my life. Um, and I've, you know, with teaching drama and particularly with teaching drama um, to preservers, that's teachers, you know, like teacher training, extraordinary. And she was a supervisor on both my master's and my PhD, but also she taught me about teaching in tertiary and we both have made plays together, have done research together, have taught drama together. An extraordinary person yeah. and my most amazing mentor. Um, Christine Sinclair, similarly, with all of the performance and theatre and drama research that we've done. And of course, Richard Sallitz. Richard and I have done so much work together. We met through Drama Victoria. We work together. We've been travelling together. We write textbooks together. together yes. We just have done, and we work together really closely now. So um, he's been, you know, a fabulous um, partner in crime. Yeah. And partner in crime where I think I was the education officer and he was the president of Drama Victoria. And then from then on, we both just did all everything. We just did so many things together. Yeah, it's yeah. been great. It's, it's a great. wonderful collaboration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fantastic. Um, changes, changes in drama yeah. education yeah. over the time that you've been because with with the VCE, the biggest with because I was doing a lot of senior because I was doing a lot of senior drama. Um, once the v once we started changing, I think the performance exams to have structures, focus, mm. and give it more rigor. I think senior secondary or secondary drama has shifted completely, and it just gives me such joy every time I go and assess mm. to see the shift from when in the dark old days when we used to see performances where the kids came in with their teddy bears. And just emoted because they had no yeah. structure and they got to just be dramatic and I think that setting up both the performance exams and the written exams and the importance of theory has revolutionized what we do in Victoria and because I sort of do work across in the state you know different across Australia and then internationally we have a lot to be proud of in Victoria I agree. a lot to be proud of I think it's a I think it's a fine course and I like the fact that it's constantly reviewed and constantly updated and and that the 
community of teachers have such great sort of ownership of it and the ability to be able to yeah. enter yeah. into those conversations about yeah. the directional. It's, yeah. it's fantastic. I agree. So that's it, and so the 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 rigor of the subjects that you know, like general drama up until year ten and. Theatre studies and drama, it's just really changed it. And I think for the better. I think for the better too. Yeah. Um, any advice that you'd pass on to the next generation of drama educators, Jane? Probably about another, you know, I could do another 20 hours. <laughs> this is your yeah. area. This is my area. <laughs> I think um, it's about, you know, starting where you want to finish. So in your classrooms, you, you know, it's 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 put the work into your classrooms because if you can get everybody working hard, working on their feet, working together, then you're going to build up a culture of respect and doing and making, and that begets more doing and making and doing. And so it's there that you really have to establish yourself in any school and. I think that gives you integrity and sure then you can do your extra curriculum, you can do stuff, but it's that really working hard to get that strong, embodied and, you know, productive work. Classroom. Yeah, classroom yeah, it's, yeah, it's really yeah. 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 That's the that's the sort of lifeblood it is of the whole it is. The whole structure yeah. really, isn't yeah. it? That's where yeah. it all begins. Yeah. Yeah. Um what uh, what sort of associations have you had with Drama Big, Drama Australia, VCA? No, no, no. Oh, just yeah, th those sorts of associations. You've talked about yeah, yeah. I've done. I look. I worked. I've been on the board for Drama Victoria. I worked for the education officer for Drama Victoria. Um, I've not done being on boards of you know, like done work. For Drama Australia, I've just gone to many, many Drama Australia conferences, many um, idea conferences, and presented workshops on my practice or talked on research that I've done. Mm -hmm. So, very active in participating. Yes, um, and I, I would imagine you write for journals like yeah, NJ yeah, and things yeah, like that too. Yeah. Yeah. Not enough. Yeah, it's enough. a time thing, though, isn't it? Yeah, I think that's a real, that's a bit of a, like, I just need to, might need to find more time. Yeah, there's yeah. only so much time in a day. Yeah, yeah. and it's, yeah, it's hard. And, that and that's the other bit of advice, is take good holidays over summer. Yes. You've got to have your summer holiday, because the other holidays for drama teachers just get so mucked up. They do. Yeah, so it's quite hard, you need to get time, when do we, when do we get time? Mm. So I would like to. I, I I do write, but I need to do more. I've written in. I've written in a recently. I wrote in a research-based theatre. Um, I wrote a chapter that the, of a book that has been published. I've written other chapters in books that have been published as well. But with the associations, mostly it's 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 presenting and attending conferences. And attending conferences, mm. and and you know it's a great way to know yeah. about. Networks and what's going yeah. around you. That's since the early days of putting in, yeah. you know, blood for drama, thing, which I loved. I loved it. Um, I think we've really sort of 
I, you know, searched through everything and found out so much yeah. about you, Jane. Yeah, so what I'd like to do is just toast you oh, as a legend. Jane, Thank you. Of long standing and great influence in our community. Thank you for being here with us today. My pleasure. And sharing all your fabulous experiences and expertise with us. No worries. Well, that's all from us at The Aside. There are 49 other Mama interviews you might like to listen to, so please do feel free to go and find those and have a listen. Thank you to all the people involved in conducting the Mama interviews. The list is extensive. Happy 50th birthday to Drama Victoria, and thank you to the 50 legends for giving us their time. If you would like to ask the aside a question, or you have a suggestion for a future episode, please do not hesitate to contact us at asidepodcast at outlook.com. Thank you to Eltham College for letting us record here. Thank you to Drama Victoria for their ongoing support. And of course, thank you for listening.